welcome to the Fully Free Podcast with your host, Taylor Lee. This is the podcast to get real about what it takes to become the wealthiest and happiest version of you. After creating my first seven-figure year, 12 months after having my first baby, I am on a mission to show as many women as possible how they can create tons of money in their online business with the most ease and joy possible. I'm here to inspire you and guide you with weekly episodes on money, marketing, life, and all things online business. All right, let's dive in to this week's episode. Hello, everyone. Welcome back to the Fully Free Podcast. I'm so excited to be here with Jenny. She is someone that I have had the pleasure of working with as a client a few times, and she has such an incredible story and journey, and she's also killing it lately. So I'm just thrilled to have you here, Jenny, and share share with the world your story, finally. Like I was just saying, I've wanted to have you on forever. Thank you. And I'm so excited. I'm so glad we're doing this. Me too. Okay. So I have a ton of things that I'm going to bring up and ask you about, but can you just give the audience just a quick intro of who you are, what you do? Yeah, of course. So I am a launch and marketing strategist, and I really work specifically with mindset, manifestation, trauma, relationship, and business coaches specifically, and helping them scale to 10K plus months and building consistent revenue in their business. But we do it in a way that kind of breaks a lot of the traditional marketing rules, hence why I align so much with Taylor and um, her way of doing things, which is really just, you know, I'm not you know, a pro of sales calls. I really believe in a lot of organic type strategies to really build up your business until you're at like six plus figures. And I really focus on high profits, low overhead in my business. So I don't use a ton of tech systems. Um, A lot of the things in my business are pretty much just through flow and ease without a lot of hustle. And so I'm able to manage about one to three hour work days and really step into that six-figure, multi-six-figure vibe with my clients without it feeling like business is so hard and difficult and expensive to operate. And so that's really where I have really vibed with Taylor's teachings. And I've you know hired her a ton of times over the last several years and really feel like she's a very soul-aligned coach and have learned so much from her and then have taken my own spin on things and really taken that to the next level with my clients and worked with a very specific type of client. And the reason I work with the clients that I do is because they're the clients I invest in the most. So I spend a lot of my money, you know, obviously these aren't always tax write-off, you know, investments in my business for relationship coaching and mindset coaching and manifestation spiritual um, types of coaching for me personally. And so those are the types of coaches that I work with the most because I know what it's like to be a buyer on the other side. And therefore I am able to work with them on their copywriting and their messaging and their positioning to attract clients more like uh, what they are desiring to attract and using a lot of my personal experiences of how I buy and, and what types of things I'm looking for in those coaching containers to be able to help them craft high ticket programs that actually sell. 
And I love that because there's not a lot of business coaches that focus on um, those types of coaches, the relationship coaches, the spiritual coaches, the life coaches. And I know I get asked all the time and I'm happy to help those people, but it's not my focus. Um, but I get asked all the time, like, where do I find someone who focuses on like this? Because, you know, everyone's talking about the numbers and, you know, the marketing for business coaches. So I love that about you and anybody who's listening to this, who does that type of work needs to follow you, needs to get in on your challenges and your, your content events that you put out for free all the time, because they're going to help them so much. But I, I want to start with going into your story and backing up to, um, at least when I first met you, but maybe you'll share even earlier than that. But, you know, we were just saying before we, we started this interview, how crazy it is to think about where you were the first time that we ever chatted, your business was not making six multi six figures back then. Um, nope. <laughs> and I'd say that your life looked pretty much absolutely completely different. So can you kind of let us in? Because I just think there's some people that are going to listen to this that could really use to hear a transformation like that, because I just think you're such an example that like, if you put your mind to it and you're crazy enough to believe in yourself, you can really do anything. Yeah. And I love that. Thank you. So my story is, is very, um, very different. So I have had businesses since I was 19 years old. I started my first company when I was 19, but it was not a coaching company. So I had never really done coaching until I would say like, you know, maybe 2017 ish, 18 ish is when I probably 18 is when I started coaching in the online space. And I really came into that. It was more of like a done for you type of style business. And I wasn't making the money in that business like I had wanted to. And I had a lot of personal things in my life showing up. And one of them was a domestic violence relationship. So I ended up closing that company due to my domestic violence relationship, packing up and moving across the country to escape domestic violence. And within like a few months of being in that new place, I was working with a domestic violence shelter at that time, going to programs every week and getting some support. Um, and really had, you know, no financial money coming in the door. I had, you know, left my job in order to escape domestic violence. I had packed up everything I owned in the back of my car and just drove across the country to get away and had to basically start a new life over in a new area. And that's when I hired Taylor (laughs) in, in, in the, in the mess of my personal life and in the mess of, Um, Everything that was going on, just so emotional, so detrimental, such an identity crisis for me. Um, I hired Taylor for help starting a new business. I knew I could make money as an entrepreneur. I had no doubt in myself. I knew I had skill sets that I could that could be transferable. But I had been in an environment where um, it just wasn't working, and it wasn't a, a a safe, healthy place for me. And in this new environment, I was so determined that I would start this business out the right way in the right type of mindset space and in the right type of strategies. And that's when I brought Taylor on board and the business, you know, took a little bit, uh, to get moving. And that was more of my own personal growth and, and mindset stuff that I had to work through as I was healing, um, which, you know, is pretty normal, but, um, 
over the course of the last several years of working with Taylor, I have now hit multi six figures. I've had, you know, repeated uh, 30K months, consistent 20K months. I have scaled very, very well. Um, I specialize in one-to-one support. So I have a lot of programs that include a one-to-one element aspect, and I've been able to continue scaling without burnout, still working one to three hours a day and helping my clients do the exact same. And I do end up working with a good majority of my clients being fellow trauma and abuse survivors, just like I was, um, and working through building a business after that, um, after that experience in their life. And, and often there are other people who are, you know, relationship coaches for people who have experienced narcissistic relationships or domestic violence or abuse or emotional abuse in the past, or they're um, people who work through healing those who have been in those experiences. So I'm able to work with clients who have experienced what I've experienced, but then taken the lessons and the skills that they've learned to heal and share that with their clients. And I think that's just the most beautiful thing. I get to teach the marketing, but they get to do a lot of the healing work and teaching them the tools to overcome some of those unique situations that we have been in. And I think that's just the most rewarding thing by being vocal about my story and sharing what I've experienced. I've been able to really surround myself with a beautiful clientele of people who really truly get it and are dedicated to creating the ripple effect for other women around the world. I love that. I love you. You're so cool. <laughs> yeah. You're such an amazing woman. It's so cool to know you, but um, what, what would you say looking back and, and being sensitive to the fact that like, obviously with everything you were going through at that point, like you said, you had a lot of just personal healing to do, of course, but you know, it was, that kind of situation where you invested and things didn't just like take off immediately, (laughs) right? Like, like we'd like them to. I'm just curious now being where you're at, where you're having 20K months and 30K months and you've crossed um, multiple six figure marks. um, When you look back, like what, what was that first or few first, whatever comes to mind, um, probably internal shifts that had to happen for you to start seeing some real momentum in the business? I think the first thing is I had to build up my sense of self-trust and confidence again. And obviously that was something during a domestic violence relationship that got shook, like shaken to the core and shook up. And that was something I had to work on from an internal place. And I think whether you're in a domestic violence relationship or not, Um, confidence and self-trust is something I think we all can say we've gone through at certain elements or points in our life Mm -hmm. um, of of building that. And being a business owner tests that, unlike a lot of things I've seen in life, you know, oh, I I have a really great month or I make a sale. And then the next month, you know, it it goes back down or, um, you know, the launch doesn't go the way we want it to. And it, it tests that. And being an entrepreneur is a constant string of tests and then tweaking and then adjusting and then, you know, trying something different and experimenting. And I think that's one of the things that I really had to look at in the first 18 months of my business was I'm going to show up every day. Like this is going to be a six figure business. And, you know, at that time I wasn't even, you know, looking at multi six figures. I just wanted six figures. You know, I, I was, I was looking at, you know, a $70,000 as like an ultimate goal. I was looking to like replace my corporate income. I wasn't looking for 10K month. I was just looking to get back on my feet. Um, I didn't even think beyond that at that time. And I think that's also something that I wish I had really 
allowed myself to dream of. You know, sometimes we get stuck where we're at in the mindset of what we've accomplished in the past and how much money we've made in the past. And we don't think beyond what's possible beyond that. And that was one of the mindset things I really had to stretch myself on of like, no, do you understand that? Like, if you start doing this work and you do it this way, you're not, if you can make one sale, you can make five sales. If you can make five sales, you can make 10 sales. If you can make 10 sales, you can make 20 sales. And this gets to build momentum and snowball. And that's eventually what happened. But I put in about 18 months of every single day, consistency, showing up, doing launches. Um, I, you know, a lot of people are always like, well, I did a challenge and it didn't work or, or I've done webinars and it doesn't work. I did, I think, if I if I did the math right, nine webinars and 13 challenges the year before I made multi-six figures. And I went from 60 grand in sales to 230K in sales. So in that 60K year, and in the in the beginning pieces of the year of the multi-six figures, I had run 13 challenges and nine webinars. I tested every topic known to man. <laughs> like I wasn't willing to give up. I was going to figure it out. And I was consistent with the strategy. I did it multiple times a month and I sold every day. And I just wasn't willing to let my dream go. And I just made it a non-negotiable that I was going to be successful in this business. And I showed up like hell because I was not going to allow the situation I had been through to define what the rest of my life got to look like. My gosh, I can't help but like laugh a little at that because I can so relate. Like when someone comes to you and they're like, no, I've tried that. That doesn't work for me. It's like, but how many times have you tried it? Cause that's the same thing for me. I'm like, because I posted on online and in Facebook groups and emailed my list and, oh my God, went live and I could just go on and on every single day for months before anything happened. But I think it's also, um, so number one, anyone listening, like check yourself a little. Uh, and that's if you're, if you're new and you're trying to get those first like results, or if you are already at six or multi six figures and you're just trying to kind of transition your business a bit, you go through that phase again, where, yeah, you might have to get it, a few, give it a few goes or a few dozen <laughs> before it really works. But that's been a huge lesson for me too, is kind of, you, you've got to be crazy enough to believe in something that doesn't exist yet, that you can't see yet, you know, and really go for it. And that might mean doing a dozen webinars or showing up every day for months before you start seeing some momentum in, in whatever you're trying to um, do and create. It takes yeah. a strong mindset, that's for sure. It does. And let's normalize that that's normal. Like, I think we see a lot of these numbers in the industry of like, I made a hundred K in my first two months of business. You know, that's an exaggeration, but you get the vibe of like, and then we feel bad in the first year or even two years of our business or three. Sometimes it just takes time of like, well, I've invested this money or I've done all these things and still not working. I would say that that's kind of normal. Um, you know, it takes time. It's not that your strategy's wrong. It's not that it's not going to work. It takes time to understand your audience and what they're willing to buy. And it takes trial and error, testing and tweaking. I call it my tick, tweak, and twerk. It takes time to figure out what makes your audience tick and actually pay attention. And then you've got to tweak things to get things to actually start to build momentum until your audience is ready to start twerking, AKA buying. So 
you've got to play around with that and make it fun and not hold this like, oh my gosh, it's not working. I've been doing this for six months and I haven't made my first sale. I don't think I made my first sale in my first six months. I think it took like much longer than that to make my first four figure sale. And does it have to be that way? No. But is that okay? Is that normal? Yeah, that's okay too. I think we put a lot of, here's what I've learned. Putting a lot of pressure on yourself to hit a particular income goal or milestone tends not to allow that income or milestone to come through. And I learned that a lot in Taylor's containers with the various milestones that I've tried to accomplish. Honestly, the milestones happened when the momentum built from a lot of little tiny things that added up and then shifting my mindset as I went to allow things to start to come through versus creating pressure-based goals that really only put me into a lack mentality. I love that. I want you to say a little bit more about that because this is something that I feel like is really hard to get. And the way that I put it, and you know, you may have same exact thoughts. You might have very different thoughts on this, but it's like the goal is not the issue. Like a goal is not bad. An amount of money that you want to make is not bad, but it's, it is that pressure that we put on ourselves to hit that goal that really slows things down. So I think it's great to have that number goal but really you need to love yourself through the journey and just, I mean, what came to mind as you were talking and with that amazing quote that you said, which I feel like should be like what we put on the graphic for this, but, um, it's like, what if you just, yes, have the money, the number goals in mind. I like number goals, but focus on building momentum. Like I'm just focusing on building momentum in my business right now, because that's inevitably going to lead to a lot of money. Yeah. It's, So one of the things that Taylor and I worked on when we were together was the month before I made my first 30K month, which was my goal working with Taylor. I really wanted a 30K month. I literally went into Voxer and told Taylor, I'm done. I'm done trying to hit 30K. We're just not going to do it anymore. Like I was like, I'm done. We're just not going to try anymore. And then I spent that next month embodying the vibration of who I wanted to be. And it never included money. I had the money goal. I wanted to make 30K, but I ended up shifting into the mindset of 30K was going to happen eventually. I was capable of it. I was doing it and I was on the path versus this month is going to be 30K. Those were two different energies. Mm -hmm. And so I sat into the energy of, okay, well, what are some of the things I want this this month to be about? And I stepped into things like, I want content to be luxurious and fun. I want to share about the luxurious lifestyle that I've been able to accomplish from the business, business lifestyle that I've created so far. I want to share better content, more inspired content, more um, less work hours, more chatting with my clients versus working like marketing side of the business. Like I stepped into a different vibe of what I wanted the month to be. And I embodied that month. I literally had a whiteboard right above my desk that was like, here are all the things that we're doing this month that are not surrounding the money goal. These are energetic choices and vibrations and frequencies that I want to play in. And I told her I wasn't going to do the 30K months. And I told her instead I was going to embody this vibe. And that was my 30K month. (laughs) Like, Like I hadn't even tried. That was the first time I hit my first 10K day. Um, And in the past, I'd been so close to hitting a 10K day, but I was like on the phone with PayPal customer support, like, hey, the client said they submitted the payment, but it didn't come through yet. So like, you know, that's going to come in through midnight, because if it does, I hit my 10K day. Like, that's the vibe of like what my 10K day attempts in the past were. And this was like, oh my gosh, 
a sign up showed up in my inbox this morning. Oh my gosh, a client came through on a payment plan early. Like it was just a different energy that ended up creating the 10K day. It wasn't a, like a, a, a strangling of the universe of like what it was supposed to be. It just happened. And I felt like that's how the 30K month came about was like, I never could have strategically predicted that. I never could have strategically predicted the launches. I even had a flopped launch during my 30K month. And that was my highest income month to date. And then two months later, I hit 30K again. And it just shifted everything after that point. So good. That was, that's so fun to think back on and remember that was fun. And that's the thing, like there's such a vibe shift too with your clients when they shift into this, right? Because it's, it's like, it's not like we were in Voxer every day, like, okay, I'm freaking out. I don't think it's going to happen. I'm stressed. How do we make it happen? What do I do? It's more like, all right, this is what I'm doing. This is the energy I'm embodying. And then it's like the check-ins change. Like, yep, I'm still holding it. I'm still creating this inspired content. I'm still having a great time with my clients. Oh my gosh, this happened. Oh my gosh, that happened. And I love that you're sharing this because it really is. That's how you build momentum through energetics. And what I love about you and both of us that we're similar in is we really believe in both. Like you have such a strategy brain. Like you have no problem getting your calendar out or however you actually do it. But like not actually, I do know you break your calendar out because uh-huh. I've seen pictures of it. Uh-huh. <laughs> now that I think about it. Yep. You break your calendar out. You'll plan out your strategy. You know what you're doing, but like, you also know that it takes both the energetics are such a huge part. And, um, I think it goes both ways. Like strategy without the energetic side doesn't work. You just work really hard for not much reward, but even the energetics with no strategy, it's like, it doesn't really work. You might feel kind of good because that's what you're choosing to do. But if you're not doing anything (laughs) to build a business, then, you know, you might manifest a check in the mail, which I think we're all here for. I'll take, I'll take money in the mail, but you know, you're not going to be building this successful, um, business, you know? Yeah. I think it comes down to a lot, you know, Um, I have clients that come in my door that are really, really strategic and they're not making the money that they desire. And we've got to go back to, okay, well, what's the mindset shift that needs to happen or where's the energetic piece that's not in alignment. And then I've got clients that come in the door that are super flow and ease. And I think that that's great, but then they cap out and it's like, okay. And they will honestly say to me, I think I'm too much in the flow and ease and I'm not implementing enough strategy. And it's like, there is a fine line and a balance. I think there's a way to have it all. I believe that fully in everything. Like there's a way to have everything that you want and still make it work for you. And I think, you know, I look at back at some of the most common issues with the clients that I have in, in scaling. And usually it's a niche thing, a specificity thing in their messaging and in their positioning. And it's a results thing. They're not explaining the value of why they should buy the, the client should buy the program. Mm -hmm. Um, The second thing I see a lot of is they have a lot of fear around what will happen if they hit a certain level. So it's a lot of like futuristic fear of like being burned out or overworked or having to work too much which can all be solved with boundaries upfront, contracts, policies in place, but they don't have that structure to their business to give them the mindset to allow them to scale. So I think a lot of mindset blocks, in my opinion, are actually strategic problems that when you you attack the logistical, logical side of it, 
it actually reduces the mindset block. So I always um, attack mindset issues from a, well, how can we logic this through a strategy first? And then whatever's left over, that's when we know there's actually a mindset block there. And that is what I work with my private clients on. And we do different things like EFT and hypnosis and more modality work for that stuff. But I do lead with a strategy. And I'm also somebody who believes that my business is a very automated, pre-planned, structured business. And I think one of the biggest objections that people fear of like, well, when I get bored and I'm like, oh my gosh, I am never bored in my business. And it is pretty much automated. But having that automation, those launches, that pre-scheduling in place two to three months prior allows me to create those launches and the content for it and the emails that would go out in energy that is completely disconnected from what might be happening closer to the launch. Because we all know the energy when we're in a launch and it's not going the way we want starts to kind of change the way we show up, changes the way we start to write panic emails out, changes the way we start changing pricing. So I create my stuff well in advance to disconnect from that energy and then send it out on scheduling so that I can focus on the energy well before my mindset you know, blocks me. And that's where I make a lot of my money because my content is written from that space well in advance. And it's from a good place, a good energy, you know, no fear, excitement. And then it's scheduled out later on in that same energy. And then all I have to do is calibrate to that energy while I'm in the launch. And that's what has actually helped me step back from um, really allowing myself to block myself from the sales that I desire. I love that music to my ears. And, you know, I even, I'm on the same page with you at that. And I've even had the same fear that I constantly hear from people of like, yeah, but what if intuitively I want to do something different or I change my mind and it goes, there's two things with that. It's like, well, if really intuitively you have all of this other content coming through so strongly, well, now you have the spaciousness to actually create it. But usually what happens that we, we like to call our intuition is, oh God, it's not selling. Let me change the price. Oh God, it's not selling. I should sell something different. Let me just stop even trying. Like that's not your intuition. That is your fear freaking out because the sales haven't come in yet. And you and I both know, like sometimes maybe the sales come through during the whole launch, but even, even with a great launch, there's usually a lull where nothing is happening. No sales are coming through. You start to get a little nervous, but then they start coming through. And it's all, it's the magic is what you do when that lull is going on, you know? Yeah. And one of the things I do in that lull when things aren't working and I've got these ideas for different types of ways to do it is I create those ideas. I just don't launch them during that particular launch. Mm -hmm. I don't do it to save a launch. I do it and I put it aside and I know I'm going to launch that challenge again. I know I'm going to launch that program again. And now look at all this inspired stuff that I get to implement for the next launch. And it allows me to constantly be in this space where I'm allowed to take these intuitive nudges, but I'm not doing them for the sake of fixing a situation. I'm doing them for like, oh, I would love to do this in the future. And so I have this stockpile of content and ideas that intuitively came in that I then get to write in the best energy possible and use in the future. And that's where like automation and um, very copy paste kind of repeatable launching where it's not, 
you know, winging it every single time. It's like, no, this is the strategy that works. This is the challenge that sells the best. Hence why I did the 12, 13 challenges the first year and the nine webinars, I figured out what challenges worked. And those are the ones I repeat on, you know, on repeat now for every launch. And that's what I focus on. And then I get to have new inspired ideas that get to come in and be implemented for the next launch. Yeah. I love it. Tell us, we, we need to talk about this because this is probably one of the biggest, um, I don't know, you, like fears, concerns, struggles I hear is audience. We tend to think that we need an audience of, why is this the magic number? 10,000 people <laughs> every year <laughs> to be making this kind of money that you're talking about. And um, that hasn't really been the case for you. So I want you to ju just tell us about your audience and tell us about your your mindset around that? Yeah. So I would say that I made my first six figures with under 200 people in my audience. And I made multi six figures with about 300. So 300 people, meaning like I have the, that number of people inside my Facebook group. And that's where I make the sales. Facebook group is like my own personal Facebook group is where the money is made. And then I have email and I use Instagram a little bit, but my follower count on Instagram is like embarrassingly low. So I'm making all of my money basically from Facebook groups and I don't have that many people inside. And I'm also a proponent of not collecting people. That's, that's the difference. There's Facebook groups out there with 3000, 5,000, 10,000, 20,000 people in it, but I'm not collecting people. I am collecting energy energy, the right energy to be in my, my containers free or paid. So my group is kept very small. Um, it's only for the target audience that I work with. And it's only for the target audience I work with at a particular level. And every six months I do a big clean of it. And every month I do a baby clean of it. So it always stays around 300 ish people. And it's the people that are most active, most engaged, um, and it's bringing in new people all the time, but I'm just choosing to keep it small. I don't live in the lack mentality of, well, they might buy someday. I also don't believe that it takes six months, two years, three years, five years to warm up an audience member to invest with me. I focus on converting audience members in the first five days of knowing me. And that's what I teach my clients too, how to convert cold leads organically, um, quickly without sleazy salesy strategies, but by building no like, and trust in a very short period of time. And so I focus on very small numbers of very targeted, potent people that are very high caliber who are the right fit and proper vetting of them to ensure that and making sure that they get the best information possible to nurture them within a week of knowing me. And then keeping them engaged long-term as potential clients or future leads, but really focusing on small numbers and high impact versus large numbers. And you kind of don't know who's in your audience or if they're, what states they're at, whether or not they're ready to buy. Um, so I've scaled always with a very small audience with powerful, potent messaging and positioning. Yeah. And, and I know that you stand so true to that because you will decline people really fast from joining your group. It's like, what's the point if they're not the right fit and um, cleaning up your group as well. I love how you put it. It's just a lack mentality to overly focus on that number. And you, um, what were you saying? You were like, oh, I don't, I don't collect group members or, or however you said it. And my mind was like, yeah, she collects payments. <laughs> 
this vanity number type of person. I didn't look at it for validation. You know, I, you know, I heard the excuse from other people. Well, if you don't have a big enough group, then people might think you're new or people might think that you are not as, uh, you know, experienced in what you teach. And I'm like, no, I make a lot of money on a very small number of people because it's about, what do we always say? Quality, not quantity. So I encourage my clients to do big group scrubs. I will remove 25 to 35% of my group members in a month. And I don't have any sort of attachment to that. If they come back around and loop back around, they're absolutely welcome to, but they've got to be engaged, high caliber um, people who are ready to change their life. And I'm not energetically available for people who are not at that level. And so my containers are very high vibe containers. And, and that's what allows me to scale in my best energy and give my best energy to those audience members for that are still free and those audience members that have converted. So, so good. Oh my gosh. Thank you for sharing all of this. I just, I love it. And, you know, I can vouch that you just stay true to all of this. Um, and I'm sure everyone listening can tell that you have a lot to offer. You help your clients with their overall strategy, their positioning. You literally go in and help them edit their copy and, and tweak their positioning and really stand out. And then not to mention all of the um, inner work that you help them do and all of the modalities that you are trained in and that, that you use on your clients to help them shift it, um, internally. I just love it. You're like, you know, you've got a whole bag of tricks going on. So where, (laughs) you're welcome, where can people uh, come find you and follow you? Yeah, so I'm on Facebook. You can search for my profile. It's Jenny Hale, H-A-L-E. And I have a Facebook group, um, www.facebook.com slash group slash results in a month, all one word. And I'll make sure Taylor has my link tree Mm -hmm. link so that you can go access all of that. I offer free challenges every couple of weeks for you to be able to go in and get the vibe of like how I teach and what I teach. My challenges are not entry-level challenges. They are like, you could make 10 grand a month off of just listening to one of my challenges. They're really um, like mini courses more like, and you can follow me on Instagram, Jenny Markets. And I would say like in my higher level programs, if you're kind of like working on your messaging, copywriting, I find that six figure coaches still have messaging and copywriting, you know, issues and just as beginner or newbie coaches do too. And Taylor was saying like, she actually rewrites your copy. Like that's actually one of the main reasons my clients hire me is in my higher level programs. I personally rewrite your entire sales page your funnels and your like higher end copy for conversions. And so you can find all that information and get a taste of how I do messaging and copywriting in all of my links that lead to my free challenges. I always talk about messaging and copywriting and how to write it with a very specific audience in mind where you can convert with very low signups and convert with very low audience numbers. So good. I love it. We're going to link everything. I highly suggest checking out the Linktree link and seeing what challenge she has coming up next, because I've seen them. They're really good. (laughs) They really are like full-blown courses. So 
go jump in the next one and hang out with Jenny. She's amazing. As you can tell, thank you, Jenny, so much for coming on today and sharing all of this with everyone. Thank you. I appreciate you so much. Bye, guys.